Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> it's Sarah and Carter, and this is some of our thoughts. Hope you've been having as much fun as we have been. Super special episode. Drum super, roll. super, super special. It's glug <laughs> the glug the glug. Our absolute favorite wine. I will say. Yep. Yep. Hands it's down. incredible, hands down. We've been hands mentioning down. it, we've been teasing it, talking about it, and here it is. Here it She's is. She's here. She here. And you know what? I will preface by saying this was not easy to find. Oh, Carter no. hunted this down. Yep, I did. For this I, new vintage. I was pretty ruthless in my uh, attempts to, to get this. This was actually a birthday present from my mother. It was a case of this. Aww. And we just ordered it directly from them online. But... Um, Gosh, yeah, it's in stores now, but, like, he teased it on April 1st, 2022, yep. and said, you know, you've been waiting, you've been asking, here it is. And I call up Central Market and Whole Foods in Austin every day. Every day. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have glue up? And they were like, Carter, you know we get our shipments on Tuesdays. And I was like, I know, but maybe. Something <laughs> fell off the back of a truck. <laughs> you never know. I'm picturing her calling and being like... Happy Tuesday yeah. at like 8 a.m. It's like, me. <laughs> <laughs> come, shit. <laughs> Sorry again. Nevertheless, it worked out. We ended up, we, she ended up with a case. I've had a few bottles as well. Yeah, well, it's ours. It's our case. Our glue glue. I sent you a picture of it and you said, oh my God, it's a birthday miracle. It was a birthday miracle. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It was. So this vintage, I have the spec sheet on it. I just pulled up. Um, we're going to do a fun food pairing with it, a really fun vinyl pairing. Oh, Carter is pouring it now. You can probably hear in the background. And a little bit about if you're just looking at this bottle of wine, it's also probably one of my favorite labels because it's so simple, so understated. Um it's a white label, and then it says glue, glue, like in bubble letters mm-hmm. in yellow and black um, outline. It looks like a Crayola drawing. It does. It looks exactly like a Crayola drawing. And then it has two little grape um, clusters. clusters that are purple. And then it just says Las Hadas in orange. Yeah, it looks like a Crayola drawing. But it's simplified to perfection. Yeah. Just like the wine. And for just people like the wine. who don't know, glue, glue in French just means glug glug, which is what mm-hmm. it's supposed mm-hmm. to sound like when you're pouring it out of the bottle or down your throat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and this wine, the 2021 vintage glue glue from Mendocino County is produced and bottled by Las Hottest Wines from Papa Jaime. Oh, yeah. Eric Warheim, which you know we're huge fans of. We 
talk about him quite a bit. He's, he's our muse. <laughs> he is our muse. And, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, Sarah, what, what was it that first made you fall in love with this wine? Well, for me, it really started out with Eric. Yeah. And this, for me, it's not, I'm not even attracted to this person, like physically. I'm honestly not, You're but not? <laughs> I'm, I'm really not. I, but I just think he's so fun. He makes everything he so much fun, but he's so meticulous and so artistic and, and vivacious. so vi- extremely yeah. vivacious and such an original character that for me began with Tim and Eric Awesome Show, yep. right? Yep. For your Back health. in the day. For your health. <laughs> Yeah, and we talked about sweet berry wine a few episodes back, which is also a wine from Las Hadas. But yeah, for me it was Eric, and I think maybe I don't probably Ryan was like, "Hey, did you know he made wine?" And I was like, "What?" (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because also I'll admit this: I'm not the biggest like TV person. Like if something's on in front of me, I'm like, "Okay, yeah, whatever." But like we have our favorites. We have our favorites, and it's. it's pretty few. Like, it's not a lot. Like, I'm not one of those people that every week I have my shows. Like, ugh, that's so weird. I, I can't do that. Can't do it. Um, but I always watched Tim and Eric Awesome Show when I was younger when it came out because it was insane. It was yeah. insane. Zany. It's bombastic. Zany is exactly oh the right God. word. It was ridiculous. It was one of those shows, too, where I didn't even know if I truly liked it as <laughs> I was watching it. But I could never look away. Constantly entertained. <laughs> Constantly. And that's kind of like his cookbook. Like every single page you flip to, it's yep. like beautiful photos shot, like the composition of even just looking at the pizza dough page, yeah. which I'm so sorry I got pizza dough on the book. <laughs> and it, this is like a tried and true staple of people who cook often. Their cookbooks yes. will typically be splattered in, you know, beef stock or wine or you know, like whatever is spitting up from the the pan or, you know, like it'll have, I don't know, just uh, schmutz all over it. And I was the first one to to get something on our <laughs> food heim Bible. <laughs> but great. we were making this pizza. Well, we'll talk about it a little bit later. And it just well, there's was a, there's a story <laughs> a little bit more <laughs> meticulous than I uh, expected. For yeah. a Friday night after we had all been working all day, all week. <laughs> we were like, let's make some pizza. Yeah. Cut to. <laughs> Cut to 10 p.m. Oh, you have to proof this overnight. Uh-huh. It's fine. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But this wine, to begin with. Uh. So pulling up just their spec sheet, kind of, I'm going to read a little excerpt from what they have to say about it. Pizza, burgers, wine. The Las Hadas Holy Trinity. In parentheses, oh. right? If more people subscribe to our religion, would there be world peace? Yes. <laughs> this is the fifth installment of the Glue Glue series, which was created to be the perfect wine for circle foods. Circle foods. Circle foods. Hashtag circle foods. Yep. The 2021 edition of this light red is quite a bit more serious than last year's, which I will agree with. This year's vintage gave us very intense fruit, but our winemaking strategy was to use methods to minimize extraction to create a fresh and delicious wine. This glue glue is certainly a food wine. In fact, it begs for food. It has enough acid to stand up to your favorite tomato sauce, as well as intense berry notes that perfectly complement the char of a burger or perfectly cooked pizza crust. Serve this slightly chilled, and you will be the hero of your next backyard barbecue. (laughs) My hero. This is the most refreshing red wine ever. I agree. 
and the perfect antidote to long summer days and the heat of the grill. On the nose, it has a sea of hibiscus and raspberry with undertones of roasted coffee and wet rock. On the palate, is intense and fleshy with flavors of black plum and pomegranate and a long textural finish. Textural finish yeah. on the nose, absolutely. Yes, yes. And the blend for this, they have a whole lot of stuff about it and winemaking, blah da da I won't bore you with that. I'll, we'll read it later. Um, the blend for this vintage, it's 50% Zinfandel, 19% Carignan, 15% Petite Syrah, yeah. 6% Morved, oh. 6% Chardonnay, and 4% Cabernet Sauvignon. And that's a little bit different than the blend of the last vintage of Glue Glue, I mm-hmm. believe. I don't know if it had Cab in it, but the Petite Syrah you can definitely taste and pick out. It's a really beautiful, like dark, dark purple. Mm-hmm. That Petite Syrah... It, Petite Syrah is beautiful, I think. It's it's almost like that inky dye purple. It's so dark and that other, luscious. We had a beautiful Italian uh, Petite Syrah from Coppola the other day. Mm-hmm. That was like a reserve like a reserve of it. And God, it was inky. Okay, yeah. So the previous vintage was 35% Zinfandel, 50% Carignan, 9% Petite Syrah, 6% Pinot Noir. Oh, yeah, okay. So they didn't do Cab, Chardonnay. Um, Mouvet? Mouvet, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, this is way Pretty, different. Yeah. That's awesome. It's still amazing. Yeah. It's crazy because the two vintages are very different, but dare I say they taste a little similar. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's the same winemaking style, and I'm sure, you know, every year when someone has a vintage, especially of a blend, you try to replicate it the best you can, but... This was one of those that, like, did you just go? Yeah. <laughs> I shrugged my shoulders and made a peeping sound. <laughs> so uh, this was one of those that, like, we have just been waiting, 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 and not patiently, might I add. Sitting, waiting, wishing. <laughs> Praying. <laughs> yes. And um, and we opened it and finally made that great, like, sound for mm-hmm. the bottle that, you know, we love and just poured it. The glug, 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 glug. <laughs> we had a little... Cheers, and then we both had like a massive mouthful of a sip, and we both just went because mm. it's still glue glue, even yep. though they've switched up a couple, you know, great varietals and percentages, and it's just it's our juicy, jammy, lovely, you know. I didn't realize there was Mauvet in this vintage. I love Mauvet. Mm-hmm. It's pro- it's definitely up there for me in like top varietals. That's one it's of my favorites so from DMV. Oh, yeah. Shout out work. (laughs) But same. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We need to do a Movet episode soon. Yeah. I'd love that. that. Love, love. I still have a 2017. And (coughs) I just. Excuse me. Do you have 2018? Or did y'all just skip to the 19? We skipped 18 and just went to 19. Okay. Yeah. We'll do it. Anyway. Have you had any yet? Can we? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Clink. So I remember the first time I ever actually had this was at the wine shop for our first wine study where we were doing kava, and someone just brought you a bottle. Really? uh Uh-huh, and I have a picture of me holding it because this label is just so cute and enchanting and, like, lovely and simplistic. I was holding it in front of the shelves at work, and I actually... Like, have it on my phone. It's um, No way. Yeah, of course. It's one of those, like... 
iconic, like, where were you the first time you had glue glue? And I was at my job before I worked there. I have like a whole album of, uh, it just says shoppy. It was June 15th, 2020. Stop it. At the shoppy. That's yeah. amazing. And then there's a really cute picture of you holding the map of Spain when we were talking oh, about Oh, I trauma. am cute. You're this so is, cute. I'm looking at a photo of me pre-baby. Yeah. When I was like a size two. You're so cute. <laughs> oh, I was so cute. My little bangs. Back when I had time to get a haircut. <laughs> First one, steady. In the hair's defense, Sarah, I saw you at the vineyard yesterday and you were wearing that really great like white top with like flared mm-hmm. de- like the best denim and I was like who are you your hair is like so long you look like a okay. gypsy this bitch didn't say who are you she said you look like a dixie chick <laughs> <laughs> so after we got super busy later in the day I texted her in all caps ready to run <laughs> Yeah, you've had a crazy weekend out there. It's been great, though. I actually don't feel tired. A lot of times when work is that busy, I get a little more rejuvenated Yeah, somehow. it's energizing. Absolutely. Plus, we start, I'm so off topic, we started doing these reserve tastings at work, and I did, I think, three or four the past two days, and I love them. Yeah. It's like an elevated tasting experience, way more intimate, but it's a lot of fun, because I get to finally nerd out, and it's not just like the same conversation, like... What do you like? Do you want to do your tasting? Well, they're there for it. They paid to hear your your expertise. So much fun. Absolutely. But no one had glue glue this weekend. Nope. (laughs) I don't have glue glue at my job either unless I bring it. I gave uh, a bottle to my Jade and my Bailey and my boss, Jared. And Jared sent me a picture that same night of an empty bottle (laughs) and said, yum. And I said, Chuggable, right? And he said, consider it chugged. (laughs) (laughs) Such a great one. To me, this wine has one of the, actually, maybe the previous vintage had a little bit more of this feeling, but this one definitely as well. Such a perfectly round Mm -hmm. mouthfeel. Like, it literally hits every little tingle of your tongue, every side of your cheeks, and it's just like, it's like a hug. It is. And I mean, in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) If you can imagine that. Yeah, that's the perfect way to describe it. Truly. I also it's so hard because it is obviously like a lighter red. You know, anything Mm -hmm. that you can chill is going to be historically pretty light, but it's also like medium body. It's like rich structurally, like very, very substantial. Very. And it, uh, God, it's just juicy. I think I really love Las Hadas, you know, everything aside with Eric and just the reasons we love, we love him. I love their winemaking styles because, and I can compare it actually to a little bit at work. They really love the fruit flavor of the grapes themselves to truly shine through in any wine that I've ever had from them. Well, it's natty. It's natural mm-hmm. wine. And we've had multiple res we've had the sparkling carnion we've had i don't think we've had the rosé no but we had the uh the zinfandel the slippers oh the slippers the nouveau yeah yes 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 yeah everything we've had from them has just been awesome so good so fruit forward in a way that you can tell that's that's what they wanted to taste like right they don't mm-hmm. want to smother it in oak or overdo any part of anything during the winemaking process and all of their products really turn out to me is like so beautiful. 
it says in the winemaking uh, part of this uh, little insert that they have the goal to always make a layered cohesive blend, which, mm. you know, bravo, gentlemen, y'all. Bravo. Succeeded. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And um, I think most of them are fermented with carbonic maceration, which is a process um, I'm really familiar with from wines at my shop. Uh, we have this one producer from France, Sebastian David, that has a cab franc called Hurlu Burlu. That mm, is so good, iconic in just every possible way. And that's carbonic macerated where you put the whole grape clusters into a stainless steel vat. And instead of pressing them or stomping on them, like you see people, you know, the Lucille ball stepping on the grapes <laughs> or pressing them with a giant rod, you have um, the the grapes burst from the gas just naturally, and it produces this very slight effervescence that's like a natural gas imparted that's real light and tingly and, mm-hmm. as we've started saying at the shop, just crispy. And this doesn't really have that crisp, like, uh, you know, effervescent sensation to it but it's the same process that you just leave the grapes alone and let it ferment naturally spontaneously so yummy yeah and then um gosh it's i mean pretty quick turnaround it's like seven to fifteen days depending on the lot and how many tons i'm sure that they've yielded and then they press the juice off the skins after two weeks and um only add you know minimum sulfur added looking at the label on the back of this wine it says label art by joe bedio didn't you have a fun fact saying that every label that they have it's like one of their like a friend yeah oh it's all of their friends they've uh very very intentionally sent them like like labelless bottles (coughs) and just wanted them to drink the wine and experience it and then make the label about like how they felt about it, which says a lot about glue glue and its simplicity. And it's also adorable. I'm so proud to be able to talk about this (laughs) wine. Finally. It's like, we've talked about it every episode. Fucking hard to find where we are. It's, I mean, maybe everywhere. I'm not sure, but where we are, it's very hard to find. I haven't actually, I haven't been to Austin or Dallas in quite a while for anything, but I feel like the last few times we went, it sells out. It's fast so, yeah. well, is the other problem. I would love to know <laughs> how many cases they make of this because it, it oh, can't I don't be. Know if they have that info. I'm also curious. It's never really enough to sustain the whole summer. So, for no. instance, in 2020, when I had if I had this for the first time, um, I was still living in Austin. Oh, uh, 5,700. Okay. That's quite a lot. That is a lot. But wait, I mean, this was the 20. No, that's right. 2021. Yeah. That's a lot. It is. And, you know, they produced, they had magnums of this at a certain point. Mm. I worked for the Girls Empowerment Network for the fall of 2020. And for my first, the night before my first day, my friend (laughs) got me a magnum (laughs) of this. And I drank it all by myself. Oh, Carter. And I spilt it all over my calendar. And so my 2020 calendar is half drenched <laughs> in this really beautiful purple hue <laughs> of glue glue. <laughs> and I was on Who FaceTime. Who needed 2020? Right? Honestly. <laughs> wipe it out. Just wipe it Drown out. Drown it in all the wine. I was on FaceTime with Darian, actually. And he was like, I think you should go to bed. Like, it's, you know, it's late. You have a long day tomorrow. And I literally just, like, cheers the phone, which is something we typically do. We'll, like, cheers the camera. 
and um because we're virtual you know he lives in canada so mm-hmm. that's our virtual happy hour and then i spilt it and i cried and he said oh, no, no. And he said oh no your calendar and i said no my glue glue <laughs> <laughs> iconic like licking it off the table <laughs> You know what? I've been really racking my brain since we were looking at that photo. Chelsea Reed brought me a glue glue. There you go. To that wine study. That's she it. went to Austin to pop around and yeah. then she came back from came back for wine study and she pulled it out of this like canvas bag cuz yep. she always if she ever gave me anything, shout out Chelsea, she would give something to me in this awesome like reusable bag, which is great, right? And I remember she pulled it out and my eyes were just like, "Oh, <gasps> <laughs> I had talked to her about it so much as well, and neither one of us had had it at that point. And she found it, and we were like, oh, my God, it does exist. It's literally the holy grail. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Do you have anything else you want to say about the wine before we get to the food pairing? I think the food and the music, it's it's such a good symbiosis this time because we're using the um, all of the pizza recipes that we've kind of been – thinking and like brainstorming are from Foodheim, which mm-hmm. is Eric's cookbook. The music is the first time I ever heard it during Jan during Jones and the indications was on master of none, which is a show that Eric Wareheim was on. And, um, man, and I was listening to that album on the way here. And that song, is it any, any wonder? wonder? I don't know where I've heard that before, but it I was, was like, Oh my God, that's it. It was on a lot of things back. It was, uh, like they, a, year or two ago right yeah they came out in 2016 but it was like 2018 when like people picked that song up and then they've re-released a couple versions of it but god yeah it's just so soulful it's r&b it goes so well with like this wine and this food and if you just want to start talking about the pizza we haven't actually made it yet (laughs) so So everyone knows this is what we do, right? We'll meet once a week, sometimes every other week, depending on our crazy schedules, which the last couple weeks it's been really hard. We've both been extremely busy. Mm. Carter had a birthday. Lucas had a birthday. Lucas had a birthday. I helped put on a wine festival, a Texas wine festival called, hey, shout out. I put on a Texas wine festival called Rootstock, a Texas wine festival. Every April here in Waco, Texas. At Indian Springs Park. At Indian Springs Park. <laughs> and anyway. you've been taking your Texas Wine Specialist course. Yes. Which is, you know, every week they meet and Sarah has to either race home from work or do it at work. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a crazy last month, a solid month actually, but... I feel like things are kind of coming back around, even though it's busy season at work for me. As like that's fine. I like I said, I love that. I thrive in that. It makes me kind of work harder to do everything else, um, to kind of keep up. Also, like, well, this is the pace. Let's go. <laughs> ready but, to run? Yeah, ready to run. <laughs> so Friday, all week we've been planning this. We're gonna do glue glue. We're going to talk about round foods, and we're going to make one of the iconic pizzas. So he has an enti- Eric has an entire chapter in the Foodheim cookbook about pizzas. And, and circle foods. And circle foods, yeah. yeah, but, and, yeah. <laughs> so Carter's like, hey, send me a picture of the ingredients for the pizza dough. I'm going to get all the ingredients for this and a couple of the pizzas in the book, and we'll put our own spin on them too, et cetera, et cetera. Sounds great. Yeah, 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 let's do it. So she gets to the house, and we're like, okay, what do we need to do? We start you know, adding the flour or making the water 70 degrees. And oh, the it's unfiltered a very water, yeah. Unfiltered water. It's a very particular recipe. So for the pizza dough itself, I can just read it off. Two and three-fourths cups of 70-degree filtered water, 
seven cups of bread flour, one fourth cup of extra virgin olive oil, two tablespoons plus one teaspoon packed brown sugar, two thirds teaspoon instant dried yeast, two tablespoons of kosher salt, and some semolina flour for sprinkling. There's also half of this you could do it either in like cups, tablespoons, or like grams, kilograms, which probably halfway through we're like, fuck, this would have been easier. Do we have a scale? (laughs) It's like, Ryan. (laughs) Which honestly for baking, I should have a scale. I used to bake all the time when I was younger. And it's so particular. It is. I would make so many things from scratch, literally just for fun to see if I could. And I haven't done it the last few years for, I mean, It's very time consuming. It is time consuming. And this, oh my God. Continue, Carter. (laughs) I I got there. um, First of all, we all get off work roughly around the same time. But most of the time, it's like Ryan will get off work. Then Sarah gets off at 6, but sometimes 6.30 and has like a half-hour commute from the vineyard because it's in the country, which Mm -hmm. makes it so beautiful. I don't typically close the wine shop until 8 or 9 on Fridays and Saturdays. But um, I happened to have that day off. I was running around town um, doing things and uh got uh to heb pretty late so i didn't get to y'all's house until like 8 or 8 30 and that's when we started this endeavor i was thinking it would (laughs) take like 20 minutes to rest and then we'd like pull it and kind of knead it and work it and then let it rest again for like another half hour but then we turned the page on the (laughs) The, um, the dough recipe, and it said it has to ferment and, like, sit in the refrigerator for 8 to 10 hours. Mm-hmm. And we just died laughing. Well, and we died laughing because <laughs> there's an alternate recipe, which for is for flat flatbread. Bread. And the yep. flatbread's, like, supposed to be not as much work. And we're like, oh, well, okay, if this is going to take eight to, eight, 8 to 10 hours, we're all really hungry. Let's just make a flatbread while we wait. This is the <laughs> funny part. You know what the first ingredient is for his flatbread? Pizza dough. Pizza dough. <laughs> this flat, oh my God, Shocker. guys, like this was insane. So the pizza dough, just looking at the recipe, I can read it to you. You do a bunch of things. You let it stand for, rest for 20 minutes. You add some more stuff in it. And it's like for one minute, then you stop. Then you do it for four minutes and you stop. And, and then you a cover it for 30 minutes. And then it's All the lot. pictures, <laughs> you can see him, like the process that he folds it. And it is actually, beautiful. Because Sarah was very tired and the baby fell asleep and Ryan fell asleep. And I was just <laughs> in your kitchen at like midnight making, like working this dough. What a true friend though, I right? Well, she's awesome for letting me hang out in her house while she was sleeping. Oh, I could care less. I knew eventually I was getting pizza out of this. That's right. <laughs> Maybe a day or two later. but And the recipe even says... Just like Jaime, this dough needs at least eight hours of beauty sleep. <laughs> what a king, <laughs> truly. Yeah, we literally keep turning pages and we're like, continued? <laughs> like, how in God's name is this continued? How? Just how? But the sheer but, look on his face, look at that. On the yeah. next page, I want to be that happy. He's so happy. So there I was, mean, look at that pizza, though. I'm just saying. There was so many different pizzas, too, that we were really planning on making, like, all of them. And just yep. decide, and having, like, a glue-glue pizza taste test. And I actually got several different types of pancetta to try to pick the best one. She got three different types. And almost like, I don't even know they sold three different types. <laughs> well, and then we got uh, the sofrasada uh, sliced at, as thinly as possible. And I tried yeah. all of the different ones that they had at the deli to pick the right one. Aww. There's the Papa Picante I was most excited about because that's hot sarprasada and hot honey. Oh, the hot honey, yes. Which I think will pair perfectly with the glue glue. But then there was like an anchovy and lemon. I, oh, yes. 
Yes. The one with the fried sage and mushrooms? Yes, the fried sage. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Roasted mushroom, fontina, fried sage, and crispy speck, which we were using. The prosciutto. prosciutto Yes. Oh, I'm still so stoked for that one. Yeah. And I mean, we'll just, we'll take a bunch of pictures of all of these, put them on our Instagram. And if y'all ever have enough time to (laughs) make this recipe and decide for yourselves. Give yourself two days. Two days, yeah. <laughs> Do the dough a day in advance, and I think it'll be better having rested in the fridge overnight too. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll be great. It'll be great. We're making it tonight. Yeah, for reference. <laughs> <laughs> Thrilled about it. Yes, I had to take today off from work because I need to do a million things before tomorrow when I have to do something. Um, and but Carter's going with her coworkers to the vineyard today, yes. and that's going to be so great. I'm so excited for them. But yeah, so she's going to come back if she's feeling up to it still. Yes, and we're making always. these pizzas. I'm gonna be hungry for pizza. Mm-hmm. We're saving a bottle of glue glue just for the pizza tonight, also. Oh yeah, We're Sarah so left stoked. to come here, and her, and her partner Ryan was like, "Can I have this bottle?" And she was like, "No." <laughs> I was nice. I was like, "Um, I mean, if you want like a glass," and I was like, "Also, there's like a lot of other wines in the house." Yeah, <laughs> and these are the last three of that case that I had a week ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. I I gifted some away, but I am so like golem about wine sometimes though because i was like there's other reds and i went well i was like there's two i haven't tried that are in the wine rack so if you can if you want to try those you can have like a glass of each so it doesn't seem like you drank it all i was like giving him like a formula like you could open like three different ones and just have like a little bit out of each one or you could just go get some modello (laughs) and leave our wines alone i was like i'm pretty sure there's another sparkling wine in the fridge out back because we have two fridges you have to honestly we do (laughs) but anyway yeah we're making the pizza tonight also um there was a one of the best pizzas i've had lately well one there's an amazing pizza place in waco called moroso moroso shout out shout out moroso we actually we're planning on shouting them out again in a couple weeks when we do a different episode but yeah shout out dan moroso and robin like y'all are awesome Wood fire so oven, wood fired oven, some of the best pizza Truly. anywhere. Yeah, um, but recently, um, me and Ryan and a couple people f- took a trip down to like on Highway 290 on the way to Fredericksburg. Which, if you're not familiar with Texas, that's Texas wine country. And we popped into one place, did a wine tasting. Then we were all like, "Man, I think we're like starving. <laughs> we should eat something." And we popped over to this place. I think it was called untamed or something we weren't it was a winery we were not there for the wine and it was like california wine in texas so we really weren't interested but they were like oh they have really good pizza sorry they were like we have we are texas wine snobs yeah. or i am <laughs> proud texas texan wine snob however they had this amazing meyer lemon pizza Ugh. and it had like meyer lemon underneath the cheese and then crispy prosciutto and arugula on top and it was divine so damn good because the meyer lemon was cooked perfectly it was almost almost caramelized but not sweet you know because it's still a lemon but ooh, it just kind of burst the flavor of everything in your mouth and every bite and we actually were drinking it with a chardonnay which you're gonna laugh because we asked the person that was waiting on us which happened to be the owner we were like what would you get with the meyer lemon he was like oh my gosh you should get the Chardonnay. And I went, Ugh. <laughs> no chill. And everyone looked at me and they were like, really? And I was like, 
I mean, fine. Prove me wrong. Let's do the Chardonnay. And it was okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but the place was amazing. I would go back. I just, actually, the Chardonnay was really good with the pizza. But anyway, Meyer Lemon Pizza. We're going to try that also. But and this roasted mushroom, Fontina, fried sage, and the crispy prosciutto we're doing tonight. It's the fried sage others. for me. I, I can't know. even imagine. I cannot imagine. And just the aromas in your kitchen, like the house is going to smell so good. Mm-hmm. Like so effing also, good. Also, I feel like I threw out a dope meal Friday night you last did. minute. On the fly. Because <laughs> it was like, well, we're not eating pizza tonight. And I just kind of looked at Sarah like, I'm so sorry I failed. And she was like, ugh, I'll fix this. No. I, ugh, <laughs> I was thinking, hmm, what do I want to make? Well, thankfully, we had a ton of beautiful ingredients. And yes. so you just whipped some uh, some mushrooms in with some grilled or it was ground some, sirloin. Yeah. So it was some, uh, I made some super cheesy, fluffy polenta on the yeah, bottom of yeah. a bowl. I was like, I still want to make it round. Um, I put polenta in a bowl, super cheesy. Um, and then I had a ground sirloin, like ground beef packet of ground sirloin. And I mixed some red wine, some pepperoncini juice also, some sun-dried tomato, red like roasted red pepper, like spicy pesto with it. And I wanted to make it kind of more like a bolognese, a little bit like thicker and heavier because then I roasted or pan-fried some mushrooms with the sage and then kind of topped it with that. And that was a really good recipe too. <laughs> but anyway. It was fantastic, honestly. Yeah. I ate I got uh, seconds while I was doing my dough. Oh, My dough work. (laughs) My dough work. But tonight, it's pizza, y'all. It's pizza. Yeah. So the vinyl pairing. Thrilled about it. Speaking of going to the vineyard with Jade and Bailey in just a moment, actually. um, Sweet, sweet Jade has uh, invested into our vinyl collection at work, as well as Bailey. She's brought a lot from home. I have taken tons of my dad's vinyl up there. And we we were lucky to start off with a really beautiful jazz collection. And my boss, David Mayfield, uh, surprisingly, loves, like, the reggae. We love reggae. He loves the reggae. (laughs) We have a ton of reggae reggae, uh, albums. It's insane. But um, she brought this beautiful man into my life, Darren Jones and the indications. I looked at her like, wait, what? Where is this going? (laughs) (laughs) So this is one of those albums that just works uh, on so many levels. It's soulful. Um, We started and like we're known for playing jazz predominantly throughout the day. But um, we've started, like I've added like Mac Miller to our repertoire who in SZA, I think it's, there's a lot of room for more contemporary artists in there. And this one is just like everything I love about disco, everything I love about soul and R&B. And um, they're just this really, really cute band from Bloomington, uh, Indiana, that came out with this self-titled track, Darren Jones and the Indications, in 2016. And um, I remember putting it on because she brought it up. She was so thrilled to find Aww. it at Spin Connection. Oh, that's awesome. Right? And that's like our, our one record store mm-hmm. in Waco. Um, I typically will go to Waterloo or order things online or borrow from a friend. But um, gosh, this this album, I just flip it. I keep flipping it. It's one uh, record instead of being broken up into like two and you know you have four yeah. sides. So I'll just flip it back and forth and keep dropping the needle over and over and over. And it's like an eight to nine hour shift that I'm up there by myself during the week. And I will have only listened to this one album throughout the whole day. 
And my mother is historically, uh, she loves disco. She grew up, (laughs) she was a teenager in the 70s. She was born in 1962. So she got to experience all the fun disco tech in like the 70s and 80s. And anytime I'm playing anything that she likes, her hands just immediately go up above her head. (laughs) She's snapping, she's shaking her hips, she's moving. And she brought me lunch at the wine shop recently and heard this and she goes, this is good. Who is this? And I was thinking in my head, like three, two, one, there they go. There go the arms. And she goes, he's, this is great. Who is this? Nancy. And I was like, oh yeah, mom, this is Darren Jones. You're welcome. So thank you, Jade, for bringing that. Thanks, Jade. Um, we just, we were talking about glue glue and how happy, like we both just have not stopped smiling. <laughs> I'm literally, day. my cheeks hurt. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just happy. It's good. Eric Wareheim makes me so happy and all of his food and, and sharing wine and food is definitely our love language. So this whole thing is just meant to be so happy and joy filled and filled with love. Absolutely. And I'm, I just really couldn't be happier to I've picked this, and I remember sending it to you on a particularly hard day, and I was like, just whenever you have a chance, listen to it. And you were like, oh, yeah, this is it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. I love it. Well, I had a great time. Same. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, grab your favorite record, pour your favorite glass, glue, glue. Glue, glue, glue. Let's have some fun. Cheers. Thank you for listening to some of our thoughts. And thank you, Rogue Media Network. We appreciate you. We'll see you all next week. Bye.